Almost half a million Americans might be living with a red meat allergy linked to tick bites, two new CDC reports have found. The potentially life-threatening allergy, referred to as alpha-gal syndrome, is puzzling doctors. 42% of providers in a CDC survey said they had never heard of it, and an additional 35% said they were not confident in their ability to detect or treat it. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. The European Commission is suggesting a ban on the use of endocrine-disrupting chemicals in toys. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that can affect the body's hormones and interfere with cognitive development. The chemicals are also linked to decreased fertility. Legislation to overhaul the nation's organ donation system and to authorize a bidding process to select a vendor to run it is on its way to President Joe Biden after the House and Senate passed it last week. Biden's expected to sign it. Lawmakers hope the change will ensure more organs reach the people who need them. And a controversial new federal regulation that would mandate minimum staffing levels in nursing homes is drawing criticism from both patient advocates and industry groups ahead of its release. Daniel Payne is here to explain the Biden administration's plan and the concerns on both sides. Hey, Kelly, thanks for having me. So there's a highly anticipated rule for nursing homes coming from the Biden administration expected this year. Can you talk about why this is such a big deal? Yeah, absolutely. So the Biden administration for the first time is expected to set out some really specific staffing requirements for nursing homes. The White House has held it up as a big part of their push for more transparency and oversight in the industry. The industry is holding it up as a really important decision for the administration that could determine access and patient advocates are holding it up as a really important inflection point on the quality of patient care from here on out. What's interesting about this is the rule has not even been released yet, but it's already getting some pushback from the long-term care industry and patient advocates. They're getting ready to oppose this rule. So sort of what is behind that push from both the industry and patient advocates? Certainly. It is really interesting because these are two groups that often are opposed on government action, and they're opposed to this rule for different reasons. The industry is saying this could potentially be really bad for business and therefore lead to more closures in areas where there isn't a ton of access to begin with. They're saying that labor costs are really high right now. It's something that you hear across the provider sector and healthcare altogether, but they're saying adding more requirements could make that even worse and lead to closures. And patient advocates are saying that this is really important right now because we saw stories through the pandemic of understaffing in a lot of these nursing homes that sometimes that was used as a way to boost profits for some of these centers to not hire as many nurses or as many people to care for residents as would be needed for good quality care. So even though they're coming at it from different angles, and even though they don't have the full details of the rule yet, from these little things that they've heard here and there, leaks or rumors, there certainly is a lot of concern over this. A big question that sort of comes to mind is how might this impact rural populations who already might be severely short-staffed? So what could the potential implications of this rule be on those populations? So folks who listen to Pulse Check regularly certainly know that workforce concerns are huge across the industry and Congress and the administration. It's just something that in healthcare today is one of the top issues. And this certainly plays right into that. 
that organizations that advocate for rural provider groups, so industry groups that focus on rural long-term care facilities, they're saying, you know, this really could lead to closures, mean that what little access is in some areas could go away. Now, of course, patient advocates are saying there's no reason to set a separate standard for rural patients, that rural patients need as good of care as any other sort of patient does. And we should really be focused on the quality of care that's available to patients and the standards that should be set and set those uniformly across the board. One thing that is expected potentially in this rule, and of course, we won't know until we see the proposed rule from the administration, is potentially a waiver that for some facilities in some areas, they could be exempt from certain requirements that might be in place for other facilities. You know, you've talked through some of what we might expect from this rule, like you just mentioned, the waiver, but the Biden administration is keeping quiet on a lot of these details. So what do we know so far about what will be included in this rule? So we know very, very little for certain. We know that it is expected to be really a historic rule, but there are a lot of open questions about what the requirement is going to be exactly. So exactly the number of staffing hours per resident per day that would be required for certain facilities in certain instances is certainly a huge open question for everyone who's following this, as is how would a rule be enforced or how long would a facility have to comply with a rule? Or like we discussed, if there are waivers for some facilities, there are just a lot of different angles that the administration could take to try to address staffing concerns and to make it a workable rule that facilities can follow and still keep patient access available across the country. But certainly it's something that we will be following as it comes out. Definitely. And, you know, speaking of when it comes out, do we know when this rule will be released? We do not know. The original timeline was for the spring. And of course, that has been pushed back. But the exact date is not certain at this point. Well, yeah, definitely something to be looking out for. Thank you so much, Daniel, for speaking with us today and for your reporting on this issue. Absolutely. Thanks, Kelly. And Politico has a new podcast about to hit your feeds. Politico Tech launches this week and is your daily download on the disruption that technology is bringing to politics and policy. Early guests include Senator Todd Young, White House CHIPS coordinator Ronnie Chatterjee, and the European Union's ambassador to Silicon Valley. You can find Politico Tech wherever you get your podcasts. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 